بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم It occurs to me tonight to explore uh, some themes around frailty and the issue of frailty. We have to accept that the human condition is rooted in frailty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us to be frail and um, all the attributes that are consistent with frailty. In other words, he's, 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 he's made us partly to be fickle. He's made us to be weak. He's made us to be inconsistent. He's made us to, on occasion, be cowardly, to be selfish, to be incapable, to be um, myopic, to be blind, not seeing things as they are. He's made us to be presumptuous. He's made us to be distrustful. Not because that is the, uh, the fundamental truth of our nature, it is, it is half of the truth of our nature. He has also given us an opposite nature, uh, 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 a nature which is strong, <coughs> a nature which is secure, a nature which is trustworthy, which is generous, which sees things as they are which is courageous, which is humble, which has no resentment. And these two natures are contending natures in our hearts. The condition that he's made us in is to be one where this, 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 this conflict carries on. So frailty is the context for the context, context between that which is our, our lower natures and that which is our higher nature. So we have to accept that the frailty is part of the story. It's not opposite to the story. It's not a mistake. So, in the first instance, this is a helpful, this understanding this is helpful in our own uh, journey, in our own path. Because it is true that what we are aiming for, the direction we are aiming for is perfection. And the moment we get to the point where we, at the end of the day, reflect on, on the day, and we can congratulate ourselves for having <laughs> achieved that perfection, we've lost it, because that's arrogance. 
So while we're aiming at perfection, it is on this side of the grave it is unachievable. It is like saying the man casts no shadow, or he doesn't occupy space. There's, there, there's a piece of our frailty, or, or our frailty constitutes that part of our being which, which, which is under threat, which contends, which is in conflict with the world. Now, physically, you cannot sit on the same chair as somebody else. Insofar as you occupy a body, there's a part of who you are which will contend. It is not possible for it to be otherwise. You, you, you do, you're not a disembodied spirit. You do have boundaries, which means you do, you are conditioned. You have weaknesses. Which means to say that one has to be gentle with oneself and one's own frailty. One has to understand that you will, on occasion, not behave in the most exemplary fashion. That you will snap at the child, or take a swipe at the dog, or um, do something which may even shock you a little. But one has to understand the nature of this journey. The understanding the difference between our lower natures and our higher natures, that which is concerned with uh, our selfishness and our, our, our malevolence, and that which is concerned with our benign nature, is that we are, we are on an incremental journey from the one to the other. And that incremental journey doesn't say that there's a point of arrival. It is a journey. And the usefulness of understanding are, um, that there is such a thing as perfection or there's such a possibility of perfection is like the usefulness of having a compass. It means that in whatever situation that you're in, you've got some idea of what the next step should be. There's a direction. That doesn't mean to say that you've arrived there. That's, that's, that's about as useful as saying that just because you've got a compass, you're in the north. Well, that isn't true. All that the compass does is it tells you where the north lies and where the next step is. But the human being is never in the north. Only the dead have arrived. Only the dead are disembodied spirits that don't occupy space and they don't contend. The living are very much on this side of the grave and we contend. We are frail. We have conditions. We require. One of the things that fasting helps us to remember is our frailty. And what's very entertaining is to travel in Muslim countries during Ramadan. Because you see uh, aggression between people that is almost inconceivable. So you compromise the man just a little bit by withholding his cigarettes and his food. And he becomes quite a dangerous character. So, and, th and that's not to say that oh, they're such bad Muslims. That isn't the point. Yeah. The point is that we sh we, we d Allah demonstrates to us just how easily uh, we do lose it. We, how easily we we are um, incapable. Yeah. Mm. 
No, I mean, that obviously doesn't give you license to lose it when you're fasting. But if you lose it when you're fasting, it doesn't, doesn't mean you're a bad man. And it doesn't, isn't now an excuse to go and sit in a corner and beat yourself up. The second useful point of this insight is <clears throat> that do not expect those who have a teaching role to be, to not to be frail. And um, uh, there's a wonderful quote, and I believe it's from Rumi, but I have reason to believe that I might be wrong. But, um, anyhow, I think it was Rumi who said that uh, when a man points at the moon, it's an idiot who looks at the finger. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly the same, same thing at, at issue. This, because people who have teaching roles sometimes mess up doesn't give you license to be cynical of the journey because because somebody who claims to be a sheikh or a teacher or a guru or whatever however whatever the the tradition is that you're following sometimes is uh, does things that you think my oh, good god i mean how can that you know i mean are you supposed to be this exalted being <laughs> look he's just he's just done this awful thing the next step after that is that people don't become cynical of the journey. They say, ah, you see, you can't trust these people. Look at this. I went to Pakistan. I went to this Mazar, this great sheikh. And it is a money-making business, the whole thing. You see, the path is nonsense. Money. No, you can't say that. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean to say it's not a money-making business, and it wasn't some that shameful things are happening there. But don't become cynical of the journey. And don't become cynical of the endeavor. Because those who are supposed to be teaching and being helpful in the course of pursuing this endeavor are not perfect and are themselves frail. So we need patience not just with ourselves. We need patience with those who teach and those who are... And and we need patience with the whole path. We need patience with our brothers and sisters. We need patience with the fukara. How often don't we have it in this context here where... You know, this person came here and they said this and they did that, you know, really. Uh, you know, they don't understand. You know, what's this? Well, yes, they don't understand. Alhamdulillah. Neither do we. Neither do we. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us incapable so that He can demonstrate that He's the only one who's capable. Our incapability fundamentally has is inescapable. Our frailty is inescapable. How can he demonstrate that he's the, the, the supreme, the provider, the immensely powerful, the immensely generous, the stupendously graceful, the overflowing, if it wasn't for the fact that we weren't needy, that we weren't all of the opposites of that, if we weren't mean and limited and conditioned and weak. Our weakness is the platform whereby he demonstrates his nature. Our weakness is a platform that he created, that he designed from the big from before time. From the first event, he has set up existence in such a way to create this frail platform called the human being, whereby he can be witnessed. 
our frailties is designed. So how come then we are impatient with our own frailty and the frailty of our co-travelers and the frailty of our teachers? Understand the <clears throat> nobody nobody uh, can work walk your journey for you. Your your journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your journey. And in that sense, you're the final authority of that journey. So you take the direction from whoever's useful to you, you use it as much as you can, and you don't blame them if somehow you end up being a bit confused. Your Rabb will bring to you the guidance that you need when you need it. And he'll also make those who you set up in an absolute sense of authority over you, he'll make them uh, weak, he'll make them clay-footed, so that you can understand where the source of the guidance is. Alhamdulillah. May Allah grant us newness to him. May Allah grant us annihilation in him. May Allah grant us death before we die. In Allah, O Malaikatu, who is Salua and Nabi, Ya Ayuhaladina, Amanu Salua, Salimu Taslima, Allah, Salua, Sayyidina, Muhammadin Abdika, or Sulikan Abdinum, or Allah, Ali, or Sahbi, or Salim Taslima, Subhanahu, Rabbi 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 Rab